Hello and welcome back to a Clear and Obvious podcast. As always, I'm your host Archie Corver and I'm joined by the wonderful Sam Cole. Sam, how are you? I'm good, thank you, Archie. How are you? Yeah, not doing too bad, but uh, we, we've got to introduce our guest that we've got today. Uh, introducing ex-Premier League referee Mark Halsey. Mark, how are you doing? Yeah, good Good to join you guys. Feeling good. Um, just yeah, Actually, you interrupted me because I'm just watching the cricket, but there we go. You know, no problem. <laughs> can't blame you, can't blame you. Uh, right, let's let's just get straight into it then. Yeah, um, so we, we always start at the beginning. So, Mark, um, what, what was your upbringing like? Um, yeah, it was, listen, um, it was, it was good. Um, obviously, uh, I know me, my father left us at an early age. Um, and my mum sort of struggled to bring us, me and my brother up and my brother's, uh, heavily involved in football at the moment as well. He's a, he's the manager at Ware Football Club in the Ishmael League. So he manages them. Um, yeah, I mean, my mum worked ever so, ever so hard to, to, you know, to give us a good upbringing and kept, kept food on the table and looked after us. So, um, yeah, listen, Unfortunately, she's not with us any longer. So, um, you know, but that's we move on, and you know, my mum done a wonderful job in bringing us and bringing us, me and my brother up. Yeah, you, you mentioned before the podcast, um, but um, what what team does uh, do you and your family support, and uh, how do you start supporting them? Uh, well, I've always I've always been in in you know in love with sport ever since I was, you know, at uh, primary school. You know, I loved me f- football, loved me cricket, you know, played cricket many years as well at club level down in Hertfordshire. Um, but my family, my mum's side, obviously, um, and, and my dad, obviously, because they, they split up, they, they come from, um, from Shepherd's Bush, East Acton. That's where they originated from. Um, and obviously my uncle, obviously, was a season ticket holder at QPR. My very first professional game I went to see was QPR. I think it was QPR Swindon I went many, many years ago. And I sort of just, you know, followed me in my uncle's footsteps and um, followed, followed QPR. And then my other uncle lived in Lofters Road. We used to come out of his house straight into the ground at five to three. So it was, it, it was good. And then come straight back out and go for a cup of tea and a sandwich after the game back into his house. So... Uh, my brother's obviously he's a big Arsenal fan. Um, he was he, he started off supporting Cubiana because he realised they weren't doing very well. Went to Chelsea, found out they weren't winning many things, and he went on to Arsenal as a youngster. So, to be fair, he's stuck with Arsenal ever since. Yeah, um, you mentioned they played a bit of uh, football um, in your early life. Uh, what, what were you like as a player? Um, I remember me. I remember me. Um, me first. Me first game for me primary school. Um, I was pl- I played in in midfield and um, I, I wasn't the best. And uh, the next game I got put to in in goals and uh, there I, I, I stayed. Um, so you know I spent many years playing it in goal for a, a Sunday Sunday junior team. And then obviously um, Saturdays as well. Then sort of I remember having going for for trials at uh, Tottenham and, and Watford and. And, and uh, but I wasn't really committed. Uh, obviously, at school, when you go go to school, and you you find you've got to be committed. Um, and I and I really wasn't. And uh, I fell by the wayside um, when it's dropped into non-league at Hartford, um, Hartford, St Albans, Cambridge, Barnet, Wellington Garden City. So you know, I really enjoy. I actually really enjoyed myself. Um, really enjoyed the game. Loved playing the game, um, and, and got a lot of pleasure from it. Um, you mentioned there that you uh, played in non-league. Um, what what about playing football in non-league, if at all, um, prepared you for life as a ref? 
Um, I thought, oh, listen, I thought, that's a good question. I think, um, but when I did play football, I used to like um, referees that, uh, that would talk to you and, and have a laugh with you and uh, let, let the game flow. And I always, I always recognised referees that, that, could, that, that done that when I, when I played football. Um, I always remember Graham Pohl refereeing a cup final of mine. <laughs> so, uh, you know, I was playing and Graham Pohl was refereeing a cup final. Um, but, oh, listen, um, I think, you know, that, that, that's when I eventually got into refereeing. I think that that's um, stood me in good stead, you know, from, from when I played and when I used to watch referees and the way they used to, how I liked referees to be with me and, 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 and the game. Yes, you sort of speak there about uh, getting into refereeing. Uh, what was sort of your earliest memory of refereeing? Do you remember, was it like a first game, a first card you gave, or just something like that that sort of sticks in your head? Yeah, I always remember my first game um, in the Welling Hatfield Sunday League. Um, and I remember it was uh, Welling, Welling versus Arctic Lights. Welling from, were for a team, for a team from Welling, next, close by a little village close, close to Welling Garden City. And Arctic Lights were a notorious hard team from Hatfield. Um, so and I always remember that my first game, and obviously I knew a lot of the players because I, 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 I played with them or I played against them. Um, I played with them on a Saturday, played against them on a Sunday. So you know it was so a lot of the, a lot of the guys um, knew me, and um, that that stood me in, in, as I say, it stood me in good stead with you know um, refereeing the games. Yeah, I was going to say because sort of knowing the guys that you're refereeing, would you say that had more of a sort of a detriment on actually refereeing, or it was actually a bit of a positive in terms of you knew them, so they gave you a bit of leeway. Yeah, no, I think it was a bit of a positive. I think they sort of tried it on with me a cut a bit, you know, trying to get things out of me. But what what player doesn't? You know, that's their job to try and see what they can get out of referees. But as I say, I think you know they, they you know they recognised that I I played the game and they were giving me a chance. But it doesn't mean to say that every player that's played and becomes a referee are going to be good at refereeing. It doesn't work like that. But it just happened to be I used just happened to be good at it. I think you know obviously I was. I was just one of those that was 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 natural. I think one of a good friend of mine, Glenn Turner, who's an assistant referee, just described me later on in my career as one of the most naturally gifted referees he'd seen, and that was and that was a great a great accolade for me. You know, I took that you know as, as a, a big positive. Yeah, I can imagine. Uh, so, sort of, what what point did you see refereeing as a career path that you could properly go into and try and get to a top level at? Um, I don't, I, I, it's a good one. I, I suppose I I, um, I mean. I think it took me six six seasons from when I started to get up to the to the national list. Um, so I think early on, I thought, you know, I, I thought the thing about it, um, you know, I love football. I enjoyed it. I loved the game. I loved. I enjoyed refereeing. I loved refereeing. Um, so I, I think that 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 held me um, in good stead. Um, but I think, yeah, I think because I actually, I, I just loved I loved refereeing I, and I refereed with a smile on face. Yes, listen. We all make mistakes. I've made mistakes, you know, all, all through my career from, from, from top, sorry, from bottom to top. So, um, and you just got to learn to sort of park it, learn from it and move on. So I just used to, I used to, used to love referee. I used to referee sort of, you know, Saturday and, you know, when I started out, when I passed out in the exam, I started in the Hearts County League. And, you know, as I say, Saturdays in the Hearts County League and Sundays in the Welling Hatfield Sunday League. And that was the that was the two leagues that I refereed on, you know. To, to you know, Hearts County League was a stepping stone then for me to get up into the next level, get onto the contributory league, then get onto the next level, the next level from there. So I found it tough later on when obviously not being assessed many times, and then obviously getting into senior football, senior non-league football, and, and the national league, or what it was when I was refereeing the conference, going from sort of not being assessed very often in the in the in the issuing league up to the 
the, the National League as it is now, as I say, um, being assessed by proper assessors, you know, that are assessing the professional guys up on the Football League and the Premier League. I found that ever so difficult because, you know, I had to sort of change from being a, um, a player's... I was always a player's referee, but for a little while I had to change from being a player's referee to a referee to, to make that next jump. Yeah, because you sort of talk about going up the steps and sort of up the ladder of refereeing. Would you say it's trickier now to get to the top of refereeing than it was then, or would you say it's the other way around? How would you look at that? There was a lot of good officials about when I was coming through. A very, a lot of, I'm not saying there's not now, but I think it was harder. It was harder to, to make that, um, that, that step up. Now, it seems like, you know, the younger you are, and if, and if, you're, if you're okay, you seem, to, you seem to get that accelerated promotion. Um, I think in a way I did um, because, you know, as I say, I think it was six years and I was, I was from when I started, uh, yeah, six, seven years, I was refereeing on the national list from, from passing out to, you know, getting promoted to the national list as a referee. Um, I think, it's, you know, I think you have a, a better chance today or, or moving up the ladder a lot, lot quicker than we did in, in, in refereeing in my day or when I started, I should say. Um, part of part of the role, um, unfortunately, is the the abuse that comes uh, comes with it. How did you cope when there's just thousands of people in a ground hurling abuse at you? Listen, you, 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 I mean, it's quite funny because you, you know sometimes you, you, a lot of times you don't hear it because you're so focused, you're so mentally focused on what you're doing, refereeing that football match. And sometimes when there's an injury and the game stops, you. You have a little laugh, you get a few comments at you from the crowd and, you know, Premier League, you're having a laugh, but you don't know what you're doing and all those. So sometimes I, when I hear those, I just sort of smile with them and, 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 and sort of when I could see the where it was coming from, because you, you do get that moment, you look at them, you laugh at them and it sort of gives you that rapport with the fans. But a lot of the times you, you, um, you're mentally focused and you, you, a lot of the times you don't hear the actual, you know, some of the abuse. Um, I, I think I was quite fortunate really because um, I think I was always... I, I, I think I'm, you know, I think I'm okay saying this, but I think I was one of those referees that um, that players and, and fans liked. You know, um, people used to say to me, "Oh, when we see your name on the team sheet or on the program, we thought, you know, um, well, we're in for a good game today." And I always got, and I, and I always took that as a compliment, and that was that was the one thing that I thought out of my career, um, throughout my career. Yeah, I've done many, many massive games and. Um, yeah, I, the FA Cup final eluded me, but I, I take I take more pleasure in the way people, our people, saw me as, as a referee um, than perhaps not doing the FA Cup final. Yeah, um, what was the uh, the worst abuse that you remember having, and uh, how did it affect you? Um, I think, I, I, to be fair, I think um, the worst I think I had was. Um, refereeing it was when I was refereeing Liverpool Man United and um, one game I think I sent off um, John Joe Shelfie for, for a challenge and it wasn't so bad it wasn't so much inside the ground at Anfield because listen it's a fantastic fantastic football club fantastic supporters but I was I, yeah, I was ver you know verbally abused well not me per well me personally and my family at the time my wife and and, and my um and my daughter, uh, it was it was three or four years, no, a bit. I think she thinks she was. I was about four, four, five at the time. And obviously, my wife had been battling leukemia, and I, I battled cancer, and, and just so I, obviously I can't repeat 
on this podcast what some of the things that were posted and said about myself and my family. So that 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 hurt that hurt quite a bit because I remember on the, the following week I was down at Southampton refereeing in a in a in a cup tie and um, you know the, the league wanted to so the, the PGM wanted to take me off the game and I said no I wanted to go and do it so but listen that that's, that comes with with, with refereeing and and and, I, and after that sort of thing you know yeah I, I really thought about my career at that stage because I think that was 2012-13 season you know that was but. You, 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 yeah, you got to just you know forget about it. I, I can I can take it. I could I can take the abuse, but not what was held at my little daughter, my my daughter and, and my wife. Yeah. Um. Do you, do you still get any abuse today uh, for decisions you made while refereeing? Yeah. I th- yeah. I, I mean, um, when it comes up, not 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 really, because. Um, you know, it's all about honesty, and sometimes you know, I look back and I think, you know, perhaps I've been I've been too honest, and um, and sometimes you get you get quite you get a bit of abuse or hold over the coals of being too honest. Sometimes it doesn't pay to be honest, um, which is a very very sad thing to say in my eyes. But I'll always say things as I see it honestly, and and then and then move on. Um, so moving on to a more positive sort of part part of your career, um, if you could pick out sort of one game as your best performance, what would it be and why? Um, listen, I, I, I'm not so sure. I mean, I, I, there was many, many games, many, many um, games that I refereed, and um, you know, had some fantastic reports, fantastic games um, with, with 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 players and, and managers and all sorts. Because you know, when you're refereeing that long. Um, at the top level, you, you make friends. You make friends at football clubs. You make. I mean, I make many friends with kit managers and managers because it's the way I am. I think, you know, doesn't cost you a penny or cost you anything to be polite and smile. You know, first impressions. You never get that second chance to make that first impression. And I look, I look back. I mean, I, I remember. I remember a, a, you know, a game. My first game back. Um, when I battled back um, from from cancer, and I was told I'd never referee again at the, the highest level, or I might not even, you know, if I survived, I wouldn't referee again at the highest level, and I did. And I think, I, you know, when I came back and the receptions I got, and my first game at, at um, Wigan Blackpool in, in the Premier League, um, I think it was the 2010-11 season, and I think that that for me was standing my memory is is the game for me you know I've I, I refereed many games it's not about it's not about me it's not about the best game I've refereed it's about the players and the fans that's what it's about and going out there and refereeing the game of football not not for yourself you know it's, it's for everybody else that are there the players and the fans that are watching yeah because you talk about sort of that good first impression and being well received are there any sort of specific managers or sort of players that you you know they were quite friendly to you toward before games and all that sort of thought you got along with quite well that you could name at all no, no, listen, I got along with as many all all the players. I mean, if you talk to, I mean, you know, I got along with low, many many players. I mean, I know, I mean, Danny Murphy talks about me a lot on 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 Talk Sport, and um, you know, I was one of those referees that he liked and a lot of players liked because you could have a rapport with me. He could say something to me, and I would say something back. Obviously, I can't say what some some comments that were said on this podcast. Um, it's not right. Um, but some, you know, shot floor language sort of stuff, and and that's and that's the way it is. That you know, they're, 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 at the end of the day, they're, they're players and they're, they're human beings, and you talk to them and say, yeah, we're not, you know, you, you can't talk to them like you're a school teacher or you're 
or you just talk to them as, a, as, as though they're human beings. And that's how I got on with players. You know, I always, always remember walking out at, um, at, at Stoke and, um, and they're at this player, I'm not going to say the player's name, it's not, it's not, it's not fair. Um, but he, he come up to me and put his arm around me and said, um, cool, Mark, well, we pleased, pleased to see you because we thought it was that some other referee that we were getting today. So we were mighty pleased to see you. <laughs> so, you know, it was, uh, it was, it was, it was, it was nice. So, um, but um, yeah, listen, I, I've had many, many battles with many, many players, the top players, and it, 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 you know, people say, "Oh, what's it like to to referee all these these overpaid footballers?" And I, you, I didn't see it as that. It was just a, another game in different surrounds with, with, with better players. You know, with 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 top top class players. And I say, I had, I had a fantastic career and refereed many, many games. And I always, I always remember. Refereeing, you know, up at uh, St James's, Newcastle versus Everton. I think, I think it was Newcastle's winner where Alan Shearer hit this wonderful 25, 30, <laughs> wonderful 25, 30. Just give me one minute. No worries, no worries. <laughs> wonderful 25, 30 yard, and I was right behind it, right behind it, and I just went goal. I went, that's a goal. That's I just shout, that's a goal, and it was. It went straight in the top corner and. Uh, and I acknowledged him. I just said to him, I just said, absolutely. You see the fight, shook his hand and said, absolutely wonderful. And obviously, that was, you know, that was then. And for me, I, you know, if I got into trouble, got into trouble, I don't care. You acknowledge him. We're, in, we're, all, yeah. we're all part of the football family. We're a football family. We're part of everything, you know? Yeah, exactly. Uh, is there sort of like a decision that you look back on your career, like, you know, maybe a biggest sort of individual error, if you will, uh, something you could go back and sort of do differently, perhaps? Yeah, yeah listen, yeah, there's, there, 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 there is one, um, I suppose. Um, if, uh, if I look back, there was a game at Wigan. I mean, listen, there are, there are games where I got decisions wrong and most probably got um, penalty, you know, called wrong call with, with penalties. I'd love to have had VAR when I was refereeing. It'd be fantastic because I wouldn't have made, I wouldn't have got anything wrong then. Um, but I think that if there was, if there was one game, I, I think I, I saw it was, a, I missed, a, I missed a, an awful challenge um, at Wigan. I think it was, um, McManaman at um, playing for Wigan at uh, playing against Newcastle. I forget the the uh, I think it was a Herrera. I can't remember the, um, the the Newcastle player, but it was an awful challenge and it was live on TV. And when the challenge went in, just as the challenge went in, a, a Newcastle player ran straight in front of me, and there was no there was no one no one had, had said anything, no one had. Um, complained because all I saw was the ball coming towards me the ball would look like it had been played because you always look for the direction when a challenge goes in or a challenge in the box you look at the direction of the football you know did the player get the ball did he get the player and and on this occasion I saw the ball coming out coming away you know towards the to the touchline and nothing was said no one said anything the game just got on but obviously the player didn't get up stopped the game um, had treatment and then obviously at half time I, I was told about the challenge and uh, when I look back on it and then I saw the challenge, it was, oh, you know, you, you look at you, you, in, your, in your game, when you referee a, a game of that magnitude, you want to get those decisions right. And in, when I looked back on it, I just looked back on it and I thought, you know, the, what could I have done differently to have got that decision right? You know, was I, was I too, was I not wide enough? Was I not get the, get the, the great viewing angle from it? Um, so, yeah, if I look back at that, uh, I think Wigan-Newcastle, where I, I got a, a decision wrong, uh, I missed it. I missed an awful, awful challenge. It wasn't one red card. It wasn't two red cards. It was three red cards in one. Um, so, but listen, that is, it's one of those things. And, you know, all I could do was apologise. And I spoke to the manager on, on, on uh, Monday morning and, uh, and apologised.
in, in 2009, you were diagnosed with cancer before making a miraculous return in uh, 2010. Can you just describe what you went through in that time span? Oh, um, yeah. I mean, obviously, from adversity to to um, being like I'd won the lottery. Really, I think um, it was one of those. You know, it was it was it was a down moment for all the family. Um, it's something um, no one wants to. You know, the big C. No one wants to hear. You know, or or, or have that. Um, so, I, I just I just look back on it. You know, being positive. Um, obviously, my wife was battling with leukemia. She used to give me a good kick up the backside. You know, when I was feeling down. Um, so I think it was it was it was it was tough. It was tough for the family. Um, but I, I think if I look if I look if I look back on that, I think that um, I. Uh, I came back far too early. If I, if I, if I, if there's something I, I look back. On, I mean, listen, you know, my professor, Tim Illich, absolutely saved my life. And and you know, as he as, as he said, you know, not sure you would ever referee at the highest level again. So I used that as a, you know, to be sort of um, that sort of spur me on, you know, to be an inspiration to get me back and hopefully be an inspiration for a lot of other people that that were battling cancer. But if I look back on that, I mean, he was, he was fantastic with me all throughout, you know, absolutely told me, you know, I remember doing a fitness test, failing fitness tests, going home, speaking to him on the phone, you know, just thinking, no, I'll never get back, never get back. Um, so if I'm looking back on that, I think that I, 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 I came back far, far too early. My body wasn't ready for it. Um, but, you know, it was, I won the battle. And, and, I, and I eventually got back, um, eventually got back. So, yeah, listen, I, 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 some fantastic people that were good to me, that, that supported me, my family, Tim, and the footballing family supported me, which was, which was fantastic. Yeah. Um, what was the support like uh, for you upon your return to the game? Uh, listen, from I always remember coming back and doing a pre-season friendly. I mean, my first game back was uh, it was a refereed in the reserve section of the football league. Not not many people watch those games. And my first game back was um, Rotherham, Notts County. I remember Ronnie Moore leaving a little letter on my on my seat for me uh, where my towel was, and I got a great reception from the Rotherham fans. And, and, and obviously, Mickey Adams then was the Notts was the I think was the Notts County manager at the time. Um, so yeah, I, I mean, great, great, great support. And I always remember coming back, you know, pre-season at refereeing at Goodison Park. I, I love refereeing at Goodison Park. One of my favourite grounds. You know, the fans were awesome. The fans know 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 their football, and you always had to be on your top of the game at Goodison Park, I and mean, with the crowd being so close as well. Um, went back there, twenty-six thousand. You know, came out, got an absolutely standard ovation, absolutely standard ovation, which was. Um, you know, quite quite emotional, and obviously presented me with a, a little memento after the game, which again another standing ovation from from the crowd was fantastic. And to be fair, my, my little daughter was a toffee girl that day as well, throwing sweets into the crowd, so she loved that. She absolutely loved it. So great fond memories of um, of um, Everton Football Club and, and, and many clubs that were you know supportive to me throughout throughout. Yeah, um, was it was it a was it purely a career based decision to come back, or was there an element of uh, proving to yourself that you could still do it after everything you'd been through? Yeah, obviously I was coming. Obviously, um, uh, you know, I've been spent, spent my life refereeing and being a professional referee since two thousand and one. 
um, you, you're always worrying about what you're going to do after. You know, what, what's going to happen? Who's going to pay the mortgage? Who's going to pay the bills? So, uh, you know, I've got to say that the, the Premier League were fantastic with me. They were absolutely looked after me, you know, throughout. And they, as I say, I, I can't, you know, I couldn't speak ill of the, of the Premier League because they were supportive and absolutely fantastic with me. And as, you know, then Keith, my manager, Keith Hackett, at the time when I was diagnosed, was, was absolutely Brilliant with me, absolutely fantastic. Um, so, I mean, you, your story is incredible, and you had a brilliant career, and it, it came to an end in the 2012-2013 season, if I'm right in saying. Um, yeah. For 14 years, then as a Premier League referee, but it it, it wasn't without controversy. Um, <laughs> so, there's just there's there's a couple of things that I want to bring up. I'm just slightly interested in, well, very interesting, in fact. It's um. So it was reported in 2013 that you uh, you opted against taking a severance payment of £50,000 from the PGMOL uh, when you retired from officiating. Uh, is this sort of a done thing? And what was sort of the purpose of this? Yes, it's an exit package. So when a referee finishes refereeing, there's an ex exit package for him in place. Like a lot of players have testimonials or they have you know, um, pensions. At the time, we didn't have, we didn't have, we didn't have pensions. Um, but... Now they have the pensions and plus there's an exit package because once you finish refereeing, the full-time refereeing, there's not a lot for you to go into. People aren't going to employ you at that age. So there's an exit package in place. Um, but I, I was approached by um, Ian Ridley, to, would I want to you know, do a book? Um, and obviously uh, about, my, about my life, about my cancer, you know, and about my refereeing career. And um, and obviously the, the contract says that you have to get permission to do this, and um, so it's it's not generally allowed. But there's been lots of other referees that have finished: Jeff Winter, Graham Pohl, David Ellery, Alan Wilkie have all done books, all written books. And so you know, I informed the Premier League that I was going to write a book. Um, they they saw you know nothing but you know never. Um, criticised the, the Premier League at all in in the book because they were as I said they've been they were marvellous with me, um, but they decided that um, I, I couldn't write the book. So you know I just thought to myself, well okay then um, I forgo forgo with lots lots of meetings with the lawyers and in the end I just said, listen you know what, just 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 forget it and just walk just walked away with without the exit package and just just done the book because I just felt it was something that people were interested in and. And also, I want it to be an inspiration for those um, cancer sufferers that were out there, you know, from, from the chapter in, in the book. So that was that. Was that. Sort of because other referees that want to kind of come out of the game and sort of, you know, write books, for instance, or, you know, go on and kind of do punditry, for say, um, would you encourage other officials to also, you know, ne not necessarily go against this, but, you know, it be encouraged to kind of go into publishing certain works about their career and all that sort of thing? Yeah, this is, I mean, you know, Howard Webb, my good friend who's out in the States at the moment, he's, he, he's written a book. And I know that um, at the moment, my, my good friend Mark Clattenberg's in the throes of, of, of writing a book as well. So, you know, he'll do it. I mean, not, I mean, obviously, Howard was an excellent referee. Mark Clattenberg, an excellent referee. And they've done things in their career and things have happened to them that most probably, you know, people will be interested in. Um, so, yeah, listen, I just, I, I just felt it was, you know, listen, it's one of those things. I'm, I'm not going to dwell on it. It was... Moved on from moved on from that now. Yeah, that that was that was their, you know, their 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 action or their, their the way they wanted to go at the time. So, listen, 
move on. I just, I just move on. Walk around the bridge and, and just move on. You know, look, look to the future. Let's forget about what's gone on in the past. Let's look to the future. Even if it's the betterment of refereeing, you know, if that means, you know, got to forget about what went on in, in the past. Let's, as I say, look to the future. So there's just, there's just one more thing that I wanted to bring up and it was... Um, Life, and just, I know, just, life's too short. Life's too short. That's it. <laughs> so there was, there's just one more thing that I just sort of wanted to bring up. Um, it was in 2016 and you, you admitted, I believe it was on, it was on Twitter. No, no, that's wrong. That was going back. That was, it was, go on, I know what it is that you're going to talk about. about was this... Um, go on. About, about, yeah, it was um, about the change, told change, not to see a certain incident. Changing, changing my mind. Yeah, that was in my book back in 2013. Sure. So that, okay. That was that's a, there's a passage in the book about that, and all it was okay. It, it, you know, it was, um, it was what was what can I say? It was it was um, throw drawing all that you know, um, uh, what would I say? Um, context about that. I mean, all that happened was an incident happened in a game at Stoke v Blackburn. An incident occurred. I didn't see it as violent conduct. My assessor didn't see it as violent conduct. Um, but the management saw otherwise. Um, and I sat down and watched the video. Still didn't think it was violent conduct. My only, and obviously they told me it was. So I had to say, well, okay, then it was an incident that I didn't see as as violent conduct. And my only my only drawback on that day was that. Um, it was the only time it ever happened to me. You know, it never happened to me in, in Keith Hackett. It wouldn't have happened in Keith Hackett's time. Yeah, I, yeah, my only drawback on that day was I should have been stronger. I should have been, you know, as a, when people, when a manager tells you to do something, you have to do it, don't you? You have to do it, otherwise, you know, repercussions and you have disciplinary proceedings against you or other things against you. And I was, you know, regularly down to the, the Premier League office for one or two things later on in uh, coming towards the end of my career. And I just thought to myself, you know what? Just, just go along with it. And as I say, my only my only contention was that day. My only regret was that day. I wasn't strong enough to stick with my original decision because the assessor didn't feel it was a. Uh, and and the other thing was on on that day when the assessor rang me up on the Sunday after that, he said, "Oh, Mark, I said you see match of the day." I said, "Yeah, I've, I've seen it. What, what, what's your what's your feelings?" I said, "Well, I still feel the same." He said, "Well, perhaps it should have been a caution for a reckless reckless challenge." He said, "But I said, but you didn't say that." Saturday after the game, when you come in and spoke to me, you didn't say that then. And and that day, a good friend of mine, Gary Speed, had passed away. And you know what? And that's all I was thinking about on on the on on the Saturday and on the Monday when we had our get together. Let's to go down to, to to Warwick. I wasn't thinking about anything else but other than Gary Speed had just you know supposedly committed suicide. And um, and I, I, I you know, I, 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 that, that was on my mind. And I should have just, I should have just been stronger and said, no, I'm sticking with my original season. I'm not changing my mind. So it got all blown out of context and, and that's, and that's what happened, you know? So. Yeah. It sounds like it was a little bit. Um, so oh, absolutely. We... I mean, people say, no, it's the only time it ever happened. The only yeah. Time it ever happened. My, you know, so my career. We... We spoke to uh, Mark Clattenberg about this, but uh, now now you've sort of retired from referee. What are your sort of views on the PGMOL? Uh, listen, look, uh, I'm I'm not going to stand here, and I'm not going. I'm not going to sit here and criticise the PGMOL. Not not one one not one bit. Um, I have in the past. Um, perhaps as I said before, I've been too 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 honest about it. But um, listen, at the moment, I, I just think at, at the moment, um, you know, we've we've got we've got. Some good referees. We got we've got we've got some excellent referees. Um, you know, for me, Mark uh, Mark Clattenburg, sorry, Michael Oliver from the both both from the same neck of the woods, both Newcastle fans. Uh, Mike, Michael Oliver is by far 
by far our best referee. And a lot of people will disagree with that. You know, people say, oh, this, but, you know, you can, the people, you can say, well, he's the best of a mediocre bunch. But, you know, I think Michael's outstanding. I think he's outstanding. I think Martin Atkinson, you know, gets better, gets better with age. We say that about red wine, don't we? Red wine gets better with age. And I think Martin gets better with age. Um, you know, so I think... And, Andy Taylor, Andy Taylor, Mike Dean, they're all very experienced referees. They're all good referees. And I think the problem is we've got, behind them, we've got a nucleus of average referees. And I, and I think that, I think we've got guys that are coaching them have not refereed at the, well, in, in the past, of referee, have, have not refereed. And you've got guys that have coached them, these guys in, in the past, that have not refereed and not even refereed at the top level. So I think that's why we're, um, we're suffering with, I think, the quality, the number in numbers in quality of, of, of referees at the highest level. Um, I'd love to be involved. I'd love to be helping referees. But unfortunately, that's, that's not going to be the case until we see a drastic change in management style. So, um, but listen, I enjoy what I do now. And, you know, with, 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 with the newspaper, the Sun newspaper, I do a um, column, as you most probably know, in the Sun newspaper. I do... Um, Keys to referee, keys to football. Um, we do a, we just started doing a ref ref show on a Monday. You know, reviewing all the performances over the weekend, and we obviously do a ref show. We do a show, keys to referee on a Thursday as well. You can see these on on um, on on go onto the onto the keys to referee and keys to to football. You'll pick these up. Um, so it's I'm I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying doing a little bit of work with being sports and Richard Keys. So I enjoy that as well. They ask me for my opinions and. And I, I, I do enjoy it. Uh, obviously, referee, I, I mean, obviously, I'm, I'm, I'm spending a lot of time in Spain at present. Um, a referee out here in the Veterans League. I really enjoy that. The Spanish guys love me. <laughs> I don't go around flashing yellow cards like the Spanish guys do, so they <laughs> like to see me. Um, and I also play a bit of football as well. I also play in the Veteran, Veterano's League and uh, gone back to my roots playing. I'm 59 years of age and I'm playing in goal and they, I don't do a bad job, they say. So, uh, but no, I'm, you know, loving life and, my daughter's loving it out here as well with with her schooling. She's like a she's like a Spanish girl now, fluent Spanish and fourteen years old, doing very well at school. And obviously, my wife is backwards and forwards, and um, to the UK, we are we're, we're worst concerned with backwards and forwards. So, but um, living the dream, we're living the dream at the moment. Living the dream is fabulous place to uh, to live. And um, but wasn't so well, wasn't so in lockdown because obviously it was very strict here in lockdown. We weren't allowed out. And that was it. You know, we were allowed out in one shop, um, one of us, and uh, we were shut. I was locked down here with my, with my daughter for four months. My wife was in the UK for four months, locked down in the UK. Well, in the UK, you were allowed out, weren't you? You were allowed to go out for a walk. You were allowed to go out here. You were allowed to go out there. Here, it's 600 euro fine. <laughs> you couldn't go out oh, here. <laughs> no way. Oh. The Guardia and the, the Guardia Seville and the police was just stopping you all the time. What are you doing? Where are you going? Proof that you were going shopping, you know, so... But um, no, listen, it's, uh, it's it's good. I'm enjoying it, and um, I just, would love would, would love to be involved. I know my good friend Mark's just now been appointed um, chief of referees out in, in Greece. Hopefully that works well for him, and uh, he he does he does well. So um, and Howard's doing doing well out in the states. So just we just we just love that opportunity um, to have that chance wherever it will will be in the world. But listen. Keep going, keep smiling. That's it. Well, Mark, thank you very much for coming on. We've only got sort of a minute or so left. Um, can I just ask one? If you could summarise your career in one word, what would it be? Um, in one word, 
Uh, enjoyable. Enjoyable. Brilliant. Loved every minute of it. Had had um, the ups and downs, but more ups than, than downs. And obviously, the downs come with making a big decision, getting a big key match decision wrong and seeing yourself on TV on match day or on whatever station that was showing the game and you, you made a massive error. <laughs> they were the downs. Yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> I, had a one, I had a wonderful career, met some wonderful people, and um, I don't regret one bit of it. That is brilliant. Well, Mark, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, wish you all the best. Uh, I'm sure you're having a great time out in Spain. Uh, keep, keep enjoying your life and, yeah, just have a brilliant time. Thank you very much for joining us. You're welcome, Archie. All the best, guys. Thank I hope you. I hope, hope you continue to success with your podcasts and uh, carry on doing what you're doing. Thank you very much, Mark. See you later. You, take care. All the best. Bye-bye. Cheers, mate.